0: Come on! Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, Melbourne Demons Early 2023 Preview and Best 24 Players. Before I get started, episodes now on Spotify if you just want the audio and give us a follow on Instagram where I'll be putting some visual stuff if you just want to look through the Best 22s and the fantasy previews for next season. Follow on Instagram as well as obviously on YouTube where the main videos are going to be. Without further ado, let's get started. Melbourne Demons 2023 Preview. Starting from the back line, the key pillars are going to be Stephen May, and Harry Petty, they're going to be the more lockdown guys. May, probably the best lockdown defender in the competition. And Petty, coming along nicely, he had an interesting season, obviously had the incident with Dane Zorko, uh, has been brought in as a defender and is probably younger. He was younger than I realised and probably younger than other people realised was in contention for the 22 under 22 team. So he's only just turned 23 and he even pushed forward towards the end of the year and offered probably more than any of the other Demons forwards were offering at that point in time in the air. I prefer him down back because I like Lever, especially against the teams that have two really good key forwards. I like Lever playing on a smaller type that he can leave with confidence to go and impact in the air when the other key forwards are being occupied by May and Petty. So I've got the two, May and Petty, playing on the keys and then Lever playing on a third tall or a smaller player, which he's pretty good at. He can lock down on a smaller type, but that way he's able to leave and take those intercept marks, which is his one would and his the best facet of his game that you want him to be bringing each week then we get to the smalls i've got rivers so i think is just a really good young player really strong good kick looks like he's disciplined he can play a lockdown role you've got other guys that are more rebounding but rivers has definitely got the rebounding capabilities in his game and then christian salem and angus brayshaw salem had a very quiet year coming off an injury he yeah he is slow getting started and then when he did I think he sort of struggled to find his place in the team what his role was going to be because Brayshaw had taken his previous role uh, and then towards the end he mo- uh, Brayshaw moved into the midfield and Salem got more of the ball across half back but he has also lost a lot of the kick-ins to May as I mentioned before it's good having a key defender take those kick-ins because then you're more set. Where If the ball comes back quickly, you've got that key defender right at fullback, ready to direct and impact in the air if he needs to. Uh, Whereas if a smaller guy's taking the kick-ins, you're a little bit out of sort of structural shape. But I think Salem's still very classy, very clean. You want your smalls, at least a couple of them, you need them to be really clean at ground level because a lot of the work they'll be doing is sort of mopping up. When the ball comes to ground, you need them to not fumble, gather it cleanly, and get the ball out of there as quickly as possible. With good decision-making and good disposal, Salem's got all of those skills. Not the strongest player, but he does really well with what his abilities are. And then Brayshaw had a a really good year, uh, moved around a lot, as he seems to do, because... The midfield is locked in, as we'll get to. Even though he moved through the midfield, he's had to find other positions playing on the wing, and he moved back to that halfback role when Salem went down. Just showed his, he's got fantastic run. He's hard at it. He's just a really, really good player. Like He was a pick three, I think, so no surprises there. Kicks well on both feet, covers the ground really well. He's courageous. Yeah, he, He's a really smart footballer. I've got him starting on halfback, just because he, he probably won't get a starting role in the midfield. And I think you want him on the field as much as possible. And this way, having him at halfback, if I'll get to it later, if you want to throw Gorn behind the ball, you could push Brayshaw into the midfield and then someone like a Sparrow or a Petrarca will push forward. So it just gives you more flexibility. Obviously, he can come into the midfield if there's an injury or if they just want a little bit more outside run around the midfield because maybe Viney, Oliver don't quite offer as much on the outside as Brayshaw does. And then on the bench, I've got Hibbard and Bowie. Bowie, don't know how to say it. Bowie's one of my favorite players in the competition. I think he's got a huge future ahead of him. Very similar to Jake Lloyd. Super clean, composed, really, really good kick, and just competes really well. Even though he's undersized, I think he's going to be a really long-term player for Melbourne. That sort of small rebounding defender. Can lock down as well, and, and surprisingly good in the air at his height. And then Hibbard, guy that can play... On your stronger hybrid forwards, but then also lock down a small... uh, Doesn't have heaps left in his career, but I think if the matchups are right and they're looking for that experience, he might get a game ahead of Bowie just with that physical strength. Jumping into the midfield, this is where there's been a few changes, even though the starting three probably stay the same as far as actual midfielders in there. Brought Grundy, Grundy across from the Pies. Lockie Hunter comes across from the Bulldogs. So you've already got a few changes in there. I think it's it's good recruiting. The demons, there's no surprise that they won a premiership and that they've built the a list as strong as they have, with their recruiting and their drafting being so strong. Starting on the wings, I've got Langdon and Hunter. Obviously, Langdon, one of the better wingers in the competition, runs all day, plays like 90% game time out on the wing. Just gets into space, provides an option for his teammates. That's what his role is. He does get back in defense and help out there. That's probably. A little bit more what a Brayshaw would do when he's on the wing. He gets back more in defense to support in the air. Langdon's not quite an aerial player, but he just runs all day, gets to positions where his teammates can use him to get out of trouble, provide an uncontested option, an easy mark to slow down the play. And Hunter, a similar player, probably got a little bit more kicking ability than Langdon, not quite as strong a runner. He's more of a workman-like runner. Just works hard all day, not as natural, but his kickings, a bit better, and he's, he's good going inside 50. I like that. I like the left footers that kick across their body, kicking inside 50, because they're just a little bit hard to read where they're going to deliver the ball, and it catches out defences sometimes. And I've got James Jordan as the third in that wing rotation. Jordan, another player I really like. I think ideally plays as an inside mid, but they just don't have space for him in this stacked Melbourne midfield. Moving into the centre-bounce mids, I've got, obviously, Oliver and Petrarca. Two guns that get spoken a lot. Uh, about but jack viney i think it should rightly be spoken about in a similar terms as those guys are because he provides that essential defensive pressure around the contest <clears throat> he's that hard-edged player he provides that real defensive intent physical intent and sets the tone in there even though oliver and peter are both physical viney's the guy i think that really lifts in the tough moments and lays crunching tackles it intimidates the opposition oliver one of the best players in the competition. Full stop. Fantastic. Super clean. Hunts the footy relentlessly. Is really good at getting a kick out or a handball out. Can break tackles. You are starting to see his power running and acceleration out of the contest come to the fore. He's kicking more goals. He's just getting better and better. And I think he'll yeah he'll finish it. It was one of the most Brownlow votes in history with how early he started and I, he's going nowhere. He's going to be an elite mid in the competition for the next five years. And then Petrarca, as I mentioned many, many times, one of the guys that can come out the front of the stoppage with that power in his legs. He's got a really good sidestep as well, explosive. And a yeah, a goal kicker, even though his set shot kicking was really, really bad last year, but he showed in the grand final, kicked that first goal, very hard to kick the first goal in a grand final. You've got to be a pretty good player to do that. Uh, ended up with the Norm Smith medal, obviously. He can tear games apart, but we, we didn't quite see the best of him last year. And then we get to the ruck I've got Grundy starting in the ruck Not because I think he's a better ruckman than Max Gorn Just because I think Max Gorn is much better at playing other positions The way I see this is Grundy is better at ground level When the ball's on the ground he's better His tackling is better His handball release is probably better And his kicking is probably better than Grundy I'd say well for sure better than Grundy His contested marking leaves a lot to be decided and that's Grundy's strength, uh, Gorn's strength. He's the best in the competition for rucks as a contested mark. So I want to free Gorn up to take as many contested marks around the ground as possible. If that's in the forward line or behind the ball, Grundy is going to be that guy who's completely obsessed with negating the opposition ruckman, getting on top, winning hit outs or at least not losing them and then following up at ground level to provide heaps of support defensively, and if he needs to, get involved in handball chains and push into space. Really just run the opposition Ruckman into the ground, and then Gorn can come in and dominate when he does get the chance, but otherwise play forward. That takes me to the forward line. Uh, Keys, I've got Max Gorn and Tom McDonald as the only genuine keys in this forward line. Done it for a couple of reasons. I think Gorn has to be on the field the majority of the game. He's one of the best players. Grundy also has to be on the field the majority of the game because he is one of the best players as well. I don't think you can have two key forwards and Gorn and Grundy playing in the same team. So I've got Gorn starting at full forward. I think with his contested marking, he'll be a real threat and he gives the Demons an option. Their forward 50 entries weren't great. For how dominant they were around clearance, they weren't converting that much. I think with Gorn at full forward, it gives them the option. If they don't see a clean, obvious option going inside 50, they can just set up defensively, which they do really, really well. Just kick long to the square to Gorn. He won't get outmarked. Best case, no, he takes mark. Worst case, it comes to ground, and you've got guys like Pickett, Spargo, and Neil Bullen at his feet. If he wants to push behind the ball, as I mentioned before, Brayshaw can move into the midfield. Gorn goes back, and someone like Sparrow or Petrarca pushes into the forward line. Bailey Fritch also provides them with sort of a pseudo tall forward. McDonald pushes up the ground really well. His running capacity is good and he's fantastic playing that link role and then can push forward, take a mark on the lead and kick a goal. He's a pretty good set shot. Bailey Fritch plays as a full forward generally. he's leads their goal kicking the last couple of years. He's really good on the lead. can take a mark and he's probably their most dangerous forward. So I, I think even if Gorn... Starts as forward and pushes behind the ball. You're not really losing anything because you've got McDonald pushing up the ground and then Fritch playing out of the goal square as that pseudo full forward. Don't want to provide too many tall options and lose that ground level pressure. If they are looking for another tall forward, I think Ben Brown's time might be coming to an end and young guy Jacob Van Ruyen in his second year Played in the VFL, had some big games, kicked bags of five and six in the VFL. I think it's his time to come into the team. They have to at least see what he's capable of, and best case scenario, he cements a spot. A little bit like Jaya did for Fremantle this year. I think he could have similar impact. We'll need to fill out a little bit, but 193 centimetres, 91 kilos, he's well on his way to having that AFL physicality, and he looks like a pretty good talent. I think you need to get him in, get him developing and he, Max Gorn can provide support for him in the air. Van Ruyen probably, as many of the young key forwards coming through, are, is going to be more capable at ground level than Ben Brown is. Brings me to the smalls to finish off. Touched on Fritsch already. Probably plays more as a tall forward, but can crumb and kick a goal. Really good goal sense. Gets criticised for being goal hungry, but I think if you're, if you're the main guy, the most dangerous forward, you have to take shots when they're available. You don't want him second-guessing himself, so I think just back him in to play the game the way he does. And then the genuine smalls, I've got Neil Bullen and Spargo, they're more of your link players. They provide really good pressure as well, but they're the guys that are going going to be pushing up the ground, getting those marks in uncontested play. So when the demons are chipping the ball down the ground, they're going to be hitting up for that. And then they're going to push back hard, looking to provide pressure, get the crumbs and maybe finish a goal. Also pushing inside 50, they're both really good goal assist players, both solid kicks. Spargo in particular looks like a really good decision maker going inside 50, finds good options and hits them, and then picket's your real dynamic player around goal, really good tackling pressure, fantastic goal sense, can kick a goal from anywhere. And with that forward line, I think Gorn in the in the air, Fritch hitting out on the lead, and then Pickett at their feet crumming, it's really dangerous. And then you've got guys guys as half forwards that aren't stars of the competition but i think can play their role perfectly and well enough to make this team really really threatening and the final bench spot i've got is james harms who can play a little bit of midfield and potentially replace someone like neil bullen or spargo if they go down is a good uh contested player really good tackler and around the contest and looks like a good finisher too fantastic work rate. i've seen a few examples now of him just running 100 150 meters to get on the end of a ball and that that's what guys fringe guys like him in a really good team need to do to maintain their spot in the team overall obviously fantastic squad they won the competition last year out in straight sets this year it just never quite looked right they went from being the number one seed looking unbeatable for the first 10 rounds going undefeated and then just a couple of injuries, a couple of guys not quite right, Gorn going down for a couple of weeks, Oliver breaking his hand, Petrarca just looked off and they, didn't, they just didn't quite gel. The forward mix never got working and was never something they could be confident in. Backline has always been strong, but even that, I think May missed a couple of games, Salem going down. If they all get a clean run at it, they, they're going to be definitely one of the teams to beat this year. Uh, very exciting. And one of the teams that i think you can have faith in they're not going to be easy beats at any point a few maybe a few tweaks to their game plan like collingwood got them a couple of times just playing really fast footy because their defense sets really deep and sometimes takes a little bit of time to get set so the teams that rebounded out of their defensive 50 really really quickly just caught them napping and were able to sort of overtake the defenders pushing back get out into space and kick lots of goals running out the back so yeah, we'll see them tweak their defence. Overall, fantastic squad. Obviously, defence rock solid, midfield rock solid, and the addition of Bru- Grundy and Hunter only makes them better. We'll see. It'd be very interesting to see how Gorn impacts this forward line, whether he does play forward, and how they get the best out of this mix, because they've probably got a few really good smaller types in Fritch and Pickett, Neil Bull and Spargo, but their keys leave a lot to be desired inside the forward line. We'll see if Gorn can become that really dominant forward. Kick five goals against Geelong in that prelim, Hopefully he can recapture some of that form. I think, yeah, they're they're definitely one of the teams competing for the top four in the Premiership this year. Very excited looking at uh, where they'll finish up at the end of next season. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.